when the part where uh, he's holding down the Atlantean and being like, tell me where the mother box is. Like, you've been near the mother box. I texted Hannah and I said, as an Atlantean chirps back, yeah, I've been in your mother's box. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, y'all. Welcome to A for Excellence, your one-stop shop for everything fashionably Canadian. We're so glad you're here. Come hang. Okay, but it's Henry Cavill. And I'm pretty straight, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. So... So where do we want to start? I mean, so tonight... Which is Friday, the 19th. 19th of March. We watched the, the Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut of Justice League. Um, and bitch. <laughs> that's, that's so much better. That's four hours of movie to unload on. It's four hours of fan service to both the DC Universe and to the Lord of the Rings Universe. <laughs> <laughs> And also Mercedes. <laughs> and also a shrine to Mercedes. Um, That car with like the... Oh, Mercedes-Benz. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yes. and Mercedes, yeah, some, our, I, I was, our neighbor. Was, yeah. <laughs> some random chick named yeah. Mercedes. I, I, was, I was very confused for a moment until uh, the vehicle came up, but uh, I'm good now. <laughs> um, so our other thing that we should mention is that we have our resident... Uh, Lord of the Nerds. Is that what we decided to go for? <laughs> yeah, Hannah's brother is here. Hannah's brother is the Lord of the Nerds. This is Jordan. Well, hello, everyone. Very nice to meet you all. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was rude, and I am slightly offended. It's but fine. Um, I ain't gonna cry very much. <laughs> very much being the keywords. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But we wanted to bring Jordan on for this quick little mini sode for his expert opinion on Ferdy opinions. Ferda. Ferda. Ferdy opinions. Um I wow. It was really good. Like I feel like It when, was so good. Remember when we went and saw Wonder Woman in yes. person? And then, like, sat in my car for a half hour, just in, like, dead silence. Being like, enjoyed. whoa. I feel like this is the same thing, where it it's so different from what we got originally that, like, I'm just get. I, I feel like I could sit here in silence and rethink it over and over and over and over again. And about what went wrong the first time. Yeah. And well, what was the same film. Really. It wasn't even the same film, yeah. I think we can start off with saying that, um... Joss Whedon's a piece of shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, yes. That's fair. Let's yeah. start with that's saying fair. Joss Whedon is a piece of shit. And like, people knew about it. People knew that Joss Whedon was a piece of shit. But like, now it's just uber confirmed because in the last, like in the original Joss Whedon Justice League cut, there was no people of color, minorities. And it didn't make sense. And now that you know, there is a person of color who is a lead who actually has a purpose. It all makes sense. And Ray Fisher as Cyborg was freaking amazing. He was really good. He was amazing. Um, he was absolutely done a disservice 
in uh, Whedon's cut. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was just a side note, if that. But not only, like, was it a disservice to the actor as, like, his art and, like, his ability to act, but the story didn't make any fucking sense without Cyborg being that heavily a huge yeah. part of the storyline. Yeah. Well, so like it's like, why action. would you cut all of that stuff? But we know why. Because he's a racist. a racist. So, you know, that just goes to show. Yeah. Well, and like even the super minor characters that were in there, uh, between the uh, the differences between the Snyder cut and Whedon cut, uh, like uh, Ryan Choi, yeah, uh, the assistant to Cyborg's dad, yeah, and then Cyborg the Adam, yeah, he is the Adam, <gasps> and then Cyborg's dad, yeah, too, like got totally jilted in the original cut. It was pretty much anyone who was of... Of color. Color. Like, the fact that Martian Manhunter showed up. And, like, what the hell was that? I was not expecting that, which is awesome. But, but think about how long it took him. So we, we've known since, like, Batman v Superman that Zack Snyder had a plan for the Justice League that was, like, mm-hmm. a three-film arc. But we're never going to have it realized because of his relationship with WB being in the shitter. So, but, like, think about how long he's been having to play that game of hardball. Because the actor who plays Martian Manhunter is the general of the U.S. Army from Man of Steel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's been playing the long game. And that's, like, what, 10 years old? At least. Um, I I think it's probably pretty close to that. I would say so. at least 10 years old. Um, So it came out in 2013. So it's eight years old. Yeah. Still. It feels, That's a long time. Yeah. It feels like a decade. I feel like we lost a year. Yeah. It's been a decade. <laughs> it's been a decade. <laughs> it's been a decade. This year has been a decade. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's March again. <laughs> the other thing that uh, I wrote down was the like color saturation. The cinematic difference between the was cuts. mind-blowing. And I think this is what DC fans were looking for. Like, we don't want bright and happy. We want gritty. We want dark. You want blood. Well, I think even in the previous Justice League movie, uh, it was dark, but not in a good way. No. It was just dark for being dark. When the way it was presented was happy-go-lucky, yeah. With a just a dark wash over the entire film. Where in this one it uh shows dark and it's a pretty violent and dark movie, realistically. Yeah. Like Stefan Wolf cutting Atlanteans in half. Didn't Even really see that. comparatively to Wonder Woman scene in London. Yeah. Like in that scene original scene. I, I get confused with saying original because it's like Snyder's cut is the original. Yeah. But In the Josh I should Whedon say Whedon's version. cut. Um, like, you don't see the people dying. No. Like, and that scene was so much more 
badass. Like when the man started to threaten to shoot the children, that's when it got exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when she was just like, bam, like, oh, it was good. And I got Wonder chills. Woman, like actually killing people. Yeah, the blood stain on the wall yeah. from that guy's head. Jesus. I was not expecting that. No. Yeah. But like I, to Hannah's point though, like the the difference in the quality of the cinema was so stark. Like this had, you know, in terms of storyline, it gave all of the characters purpose. Like even Steppenwolf had a purpose. And in the original version that we all saw, he had no purpose. He was just there. He was just there and he was a wimpy villain. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, on top of the story actually making sense, there was the fact that we finally got, you know, it is dark. It is gritty. There is the color wash we're used to. The CGI is so So much much better. better. Um, And I think the other thing that was really interesting was this went like into the motivation of the characters. Like, in Whedon's cut, it just felt like everything was, like... They just existed to exist. Yeah, like, you, you were like, why are you cuts. doing this? Like, it didn't make any sense. And this just added so much context to the characters and the storyline. It, it, It is definitely worth the four hours oh. to, like, get all of that 100%. context in. I'm curious to see what you two think were like the most shocking moments of um really most surprising well one of the things that i had written down because i was like taking little notes during it is i have martian manhunter gaspy face (laughs) because like that was that was a big shocker to me i was not expecting him and we had discussed it in the car like, what, not an hour and a half before we started watching? Yes. It was pretty. So, like, that was a big shock. Um, so for me, uh, it's not actually, uh, like, the entire movie was awesome. But I think one of the most interesting and stark contrasts for me was actually the music. Yeah. I felt like the music just fit everything so much better and it made some uh all all the scenes way more impactful i I don't know if you guys feel the same on that one but totally i I definitely think it added a layer even like the attention to detail to like always have that wonder woman like back noise whenever she like did something pops up into the scene it just gives it that depth that it was missing before. And uh, also, like, the subtle little details and nods to DC lore is just way more interesting. Like, at the very end scene, at the end of the movie, when you see Darkseid and... Desaad. Desaad. And then uh, Granny Goodness on the side. I thought the Granny Goodness is was an interesting one because it's not a very mainstream character in the comics right now yeah that's gonna be interesting to see where they go with that i hope i just hope that they can figure something out so that they can like continue on this path because i feel like this is really what 
DC fans wanted. And, like, I know this isn't what WB... The studio, Like, yeah. the studio really wants. Like, I know that they're looking for a Marvel, like, payout. But, like, I just don't think with the way that DC is written, you're gonna get the same um, universal... No, because liking of it because it's just it's dark. It's like people who <laughs> it's it's two different it's two different groups of people. I find that Marvel fans are optimists and DC fans are pessimists. Yeah, I mean, we which, might change our minds after this Doctor Strange horror movie that's coming out, which I'm so excited <laughs> about. Oh um, and uh, as a side note, uh, we all like Marvel and DC. Yeah, we're not uh, bad. <laughs> we just we just lean. <clears throat> We lean DC, but yeah, we like Marvel too. Like we we watch both um, superheroes. Great. <laughs> yeah, uh, for for me, the things I'm most excited about that happened here were the full on nods that Wonder Woman gives to Greek mythology. That was exciting. Like the fact that she was in the labyrinth was pretty cool. And then the other thing I'm excited for is Son of Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Son of Superman. pregnancy test. Which your dad dropped a knowledge bomb and I was like, Dan, where did you get what? And I was like, what? <laughs> what it, was it? It was... I don't even know. It's like a... But it was like Act of God. Yeah. yeah. Which hmm. was like the brand of the pregnancy test yeah. in like, I'm guessing Latin. It was probably Latin. Um, <laughs> Which is hilarious. And then I was like, what's this kid's name? And then I was like, somebody Google it. It's freaking John. <laughs> like the easiest <laughs> name to remember. I was like, okay, I know Connor. Like, obviously Connor. But Connor's Super like boring. the clone. So it's like, it's a bit different. I'm so excited for Son of Soups. Oh. Um, and then they gave you fan service. Because they talked about Batman's adopted son. Yes. So Jason which, Todd. That's obviously talking about Jason Todd, but if Jason Todd exists in this universe, then that so obviously means Grayson. that Dick Grayson exists, and Dick is my favorite. <laughs> Shocker. Um, yeah, no, I love Dick Grayson, so I would be like, I would die for some Red Hood Nightwing action in upcoming films. It would it would bring me most joy. That would be pretty cool. That would be. Actually, I would be. I would also be down for some Damian Wayne. Uh, I feel like it would be interesting to get uh, Nightwing, Red Hood, and uh, Red Robin, and then uh, Damian as actual Robin. Yeah, I don't care as much about Tim, but that's okay. <laughs> well, you gotta have Tim in there as well. I know. I know he rest. belongs. I just like don't care about him as much. <laughs> Well, I feel like Tim might cry if you said that. Probably. So then, <laughs> what are the things you're most disappointed about by the Snyder Cut? Honestly, I was not disappointed by anything. I have one caveat. Okay. I'm we... interested. So I love that we get more Barry. I love that we get more Cyborg. And I think they tie everything together really well with 
you know, Diana, you see like the attachment to her family. You see how what's been said about her family really affects her. And you see Bruce, I don't know, develop more of a personality than what we've seen from this, you know, iteration of Batman from Ben Affleck. Like, your act was so much better. Your acting chops came out, Mazel Tov. But <laughs> I, I wish there had been more dialogue for Henry Cavill. Okay, that's fair. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, so because we know his history with Warner Brothers dealing with Superman and the fight to get Man of Steel 2 or to even hold on to the cape, I feel like, yes, him and Zack Snyder are friends. And I'm sure this is, I, I know he had more lines in this version than they he did in the Joss Whedon version. But still, I don't think it was enough. Yeah, because the the thing that's bothered me about this iteration of Supes, which I love Henry Cavill, I love this iteration of Superman, but the thing that's bothered me is that I feel like there's a disconnect. So he's not given a lot of dialogue. No, it's more action. It's more action, which I mean, like, you know, give me a take. But with that, because you're not getting the dialogue, you're losing the moral compass. And it's straight north for Superman, right? Yeah. So because you're not hearing him articulate, because, I mean, when you read the comics, he articulates the, the things he's going through. He articulates why something is right and why something is wrong and why there's a choice. Mm-hmm. So I feel like what we're missing from this is the articulation of why something is good and correct and why something should be fought against because they're not giving him dialogue. Yeah, I think the other thing too with that, now that you pointed out, is it really, it does kind of come off like that he's just the like manpower, Mm. like the heavy, The the heavy guns. He's like, there wasn't really like a look into the fact that like, maybe the reason Bruce was so like adamant that they do that is like, cause they have a connection. Yeah. And like, it just like, it just because of the time constraint, because it's like this movie is already four hours and then, um, Superman is coming in halfway through, halfway through. more like more than halfway through. Mm-hmm. Cause what part did he actually come in? Three quarters of the way. It was part four. Yeah. So he's getting, way less screen time and like obviously you have to play out how they're getting him back all that kind of stuff but you do lose his character a little bit yeah but i did love him in the black soup suit me too seeing as this is a fashion a fashion podcast yeah. a fashion podcast can well, we talk about how hot diana looked the entire time oh god that woman has legs for days. They dress her so well. Mm-hmm. They dress it's her so impeccable. well. It's impeccable. Well, and the costume for Wonder Woman is Badass. classic. But as her Diana. Classical archaeology cla- like, Diana. Beautiful. Oh, also the little dig by the f- the other French archaeologist in the background <laughs> when she's like cleaning the statue and they see like the fire. Um, like the beacons have been lit. Um, Condor calls for aid. Yes. <laughs> um, like 
the fact that the little French man in the back was like fucking Brits and now fucking uh, Amazonians. Amazonians. I was like, I live. <laughs> we should point out it's 1244. Yeah, we were like, AM. <laughs> we got to record stat. Because <laughs> um, if we talk about this tomorrow, half of it will be out of my face. Oh, absolutely. And then we'll just have to watch it again. I don't have the retention for that. that (laughs) Uh, What I was going to say as uh, fashion as a whole, the costumes were immaculate. And I liked the tie backs too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like the Russell Crowe suit Mm -hmm. on soups, that was pretty cool. I also just really enjoyed as they were like, Superman's coming back to life and his like closets popping out being like, what do you want to wear for your rebirth? (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Um, But yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Although, can we talk about how like the bat mask does not fit Ben Affleck? Not at all. Like what is happening to his chin? It looks, it like gives him this like weird cowl on his neck because it cuts like here and so then all of his like neck fat gets pushed up to the surface and then he had his butt chin so he was it was like ben butt quadruple butt butt chin (laughs) (laughs) his butt chin was thick we got a pixar mom's butt chin Truly. <laughs> uh, it's going to be really weird when Pixar comes up with a movie of just Ben Affleck's butt chin. Can you imagine if they, like, animated Ben Affleck and they, like, gave him the butt chin to the extent that, like, Mrs. Incredible has an ass? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That chin thick, though. Like, you've heard of Elastigirl. Have you seen Elastic Chin? <laughs> but honestly, I was like, can they, like, fit this better to his face? Like with that budget think, though. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I was like, why why you gotta do him so dirty? With um, that budget that they spent probably entirely on that Mercedes. <laughs> that was a nice Mercedes though. And and the CGI. I'm still not over how much better the CGI was. Oh my god, yeah. It was so much better. Um The first one was dog shit. Yeah, it was dodgy as fuck. I think one of the best examples of that was uh with uh, Stefan Wolf and his armor. Yeah. Yeah, like you could even see the like iridescent colors coming off of the armor. Like you were getting those hints of like that oil slick and it just like added that little bit of something, something. And then how it tied back into Cyborg's body armor. Yeah, you, like, saw the, the similarities. similarities and, like, you could see, okay, these are both from the mother box. And that was, like... Okay, so for someone who hasn't seen DC, too, like, how confusing must the first movie have been? Because there was no relation between, like, the characters and what the mother box was. But now that you know that they look alike, it's like they came from the mother. Yeah. And then it's, like... I feel like the mother box wasn't even explained in no. the first one. It was just like, there's these boxes doing shit. And like this one shows Diana like finding the lore. And um, so you understand that she's going in with an understanding. Yeah. Like it's something that she would have grown up with and had and a chance like to. And like her explaining it to Bruce. And then I, the, 
on that note of her and Bruce, like their chemistry in this one was so much more clear and like approachable. It just, it worked so much better. And it was straight from the comics. I will say though, it was really funny when they were showing like the flashbacks of the, you know, defenders of the earth versus dark side. Um, because they showed what Zeus was supposed to look like. And I was like, damn, he's fine. And then it was David Lewis's Aries. And I was like, your son is a downgrade. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Your son is a downgrade. Professor Lupin, we don't want it. Also interesting that they like, I can't remember if they made note of it in the Whedon cut where they were talked about how Diana was. They didn't talk about it. Um, Like part. She's a god of old. Yeah. So I think that was super interesting because that gives more context to Wonder Woman as well. Because it's like, why is she so much much more strong than all the other Amazonians? Like, why is she even stronger than her mom? But there's... If you think about it in terms of, you know, the progression of what the Wonder Woman series is going to be, because Patty Jenkins has, you know, had her own thing with it. So first it was the World War II, then it was the 80s. And now you have this movie, which establishes that Diana's thinking about the mascara more than ever, because, I mean... Steppenwolf got into her head. Yeah. He fully got into her head about it. So if she goes back and that's like her third standalone, like how does time pass on the mascara? Yeah, that will be really interesting. Um... On that note, there is an interesting comic uh, where Themyscira is attacked and the Justice League actually goes and helps them. And then... Because she brings men onto the island to help protect, she actually gets banished completely and can never go back, which is, she already can't, but just adds to it. Yeah, that might be an interesting direction. Potential. They just, like, I mean, honestly, though, like, if you haven't seen a man in thousands of years, and then Arthur shows up. Like, get the fuck off. <laughs> Go away. You're scary. <laughs> yeah, that would not be what I would say. But, but if she did bring Arthur, that would explain her getting in more trouble, though, because he's Atlantean. Atlantean, yeah. And they have beef. That they do. But it's not Berta beef. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I don't, I didn't notice as much of a difference with, um... Arthur. Aquaman. There was more context given to, like, the the scene between him and Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Wasn't in the original. And the fight between um, Amber Heard's character. Mira. Forgetting, because irrelevant. Mira. (laughs) Uh, And Steppenwolf didn't happen. That's to true. that extent in the original. In the original, they had like a bubble fight. And then it, it picked up um, where the original movie started 
when Arthur kind of like side dives the hammer yeah. as it goes past, that's where they overlap. But the real difference where you like couldn't tell that they were, that it was like reused footage was in the editing. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting. I mean, obviously this is previously filmed, so it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do with um, Mira's character. If they are going to recast it, if they're going to keep Amber Heard. I don't know if anyone knows for sure yet. I hope they don't keep her. Well, I'm kind of curious about what's going to happen all around, right? Because, like, if you look at everything that's happening with DC right now, I'm thinking they might be, like, looking to do a massive rebrand. Yeah. Because the rumor on the street is that, you know, they've talked... Henry Cavill's been talked about signing deals with them and writing scripts, but nothing's really ever come of that. And then now there's rumors about Michael B. Jordan pitching Superman standalone movies with him as Superman to WB, which would be a cash cow for them, which they've proven that's all they're looking for. Yeah. There's the issues with Amber Heard. There's the fact that the Harley Quinn movies didn't do as well as they thought they would. So it's kind of, I mean, Suicide Squad. It was not good. Yeah, I mean... I think they're going for a rebrand. I don't know. I hope they don't do a total rebrand. Me neither. Um, like, I know Wonder Woman 1984 was definitely not to the same level as OG Wonder Woman. Yeah. But that being said, like, had we seen it in the theaters, it might have been better. Not better, but just, like, you might have had a different experience with it. It was a hard time to release. And, like, with this, God, I wish we could have seen it in IMAX. Agreed. Yeah. If, if we had been able to see this in IMAX, I we probably would have had another situation where we were sitting in my car for, like, half an hour afterwards just in silence because it was so good. Absolutely. But because we were, you know, in a house and able to, like, get up and chat through it, I feel like we were like, well, this was a great experience. Yeah. I do think that this may turn the tides a little bit. Like, I feel like DC fans are going to be really happy. And I feel like because DC fans and Zack Snyder and, like, so many people worked so hard to get this cut out, like, it might show them a little bit. I will say, though. I'm not holding my breath. I hope. I, I want the society cut. <laughs> I'm so sad that we lost out on the, we live in a society. Zack Snyder's a meme lord and we didn't get it payout. <laughs> we didn't get a payout at all. So sad. Um, He really is a meme lord though. Yeah. I like that he, I like that he's involved in the fandom that much. Yeah. It's really nice to see. And Someone so involved and interested again fuck you joss whedon i mean why it was just a weird choice for them honestly i feel like they had other directors that they could have used as um 
backups. Like, why didn't they bring in Patty Jenkins? Exactly. Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, but you, why didn't they wait? Like, like that. Why didn't they wait? Because the movie was basically all shot. Like, what yeah. we saw from the Whedon cut was mostly reshoots, which is why Stashgate <laughs> happened. Like, yeah. But, you know, what we saw from that was mostly, mostly reshoots, and what we saw tonight was mostly original footage. So I'm kind of... Like, okay, so you could have just, like, waited to release it until, you know, Zack Snyder was, like, ready to do it. You could have brought in Patty Jenkins to finish it off. Like, if you read what Zack Snyder has said about the situation, he hasn't seen the original film. Because his wife, who's a producer on the films, was like, you can't watch it. It's going to destroy you. Yeah. You're going to be so upset. So I'm like, if, if everyone knew that that's what the reaction was going to be, why would you even continue? Also, it I feel like it's just really shitty and insensitive to the situation that Zack Snyder was in. Like, it wasn't yes. like he was dropping out because he just didn't feel like doing it anymore. Like, something really horrible happened. And the fact that they couldn't just, like, give him some time to deal with his grief and like this horrible thing that happened to his family is like so fucked up i think that's just typical of warner brothers isn't it honestly at this point like i i wish there was someone that could buy out dc but i netflix yeah on honestly the only people with the buying power right now to do it are netflix and amazon yeah yeah amazon i don't know if i'd want that but I Netflix, mean, I would trust with it. Amazon, but the second Amazon was like, we're going to remake Lord of the Rings. I knew they weren't cool. Do not touch. <laughs> I just knew do it. Do like, not Peter, touch. Peter Jackson created a masterpiece. Uh, yeah, you don't want to. You, you will never try. be able well, to recreate the masterpiece that is Lord of the Rings. Although well, the thing is, is like you might be able to create something decent, but it's not going to compared to the original what i would find funny though is can you imagine if like everyone was like casting announcements and they never announced legolas and then it ended up being orlando bloom again <laughs> i honestly that would be hilarious that would be really and funny. Work so well i mean it would be it's not that i don't want to see more content it's just that like just do something fucking original for once in your life yeah um also on that note i was like I mean, Disney technically would have the buying power, but like they'd never. They already have Marvel. Like they can't have both. And and they would and they'd <sighs> never be because the, the darkest they've gotten is Deadpool. Well, we'll see what happens with Doctor Strange. I mean, I'm feeling pretty like offloaded. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like final thoughts. My my final thoughts are that I enjoyed this way more than the original, and. You know, despite Henry Cavill not getting the screen time we know he deserves, I, I'm happy with what happened because people who originally were supposed to have a large storyline finally got it. And, like, it's frustrating that they only got it after being treated abhorrently. Yeah. So I'm fine. I'm glad that they finally got their proverbial day in court. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think on my final thoughts, um, I was really happy with this. 
this gave me a lot more of what I was looking for from a Justice League film. And I think it's like one part that this was like great in its own right, but like as a comparison to the Whedon cut, it's just like night and day. So if this one was like good in its own right, then like comparing them is like, whoa. Like <laughs> the Whedon cut was absolute trash. Yeah. Absolute trash. So like I was really happy to see it. I'm really glad that it came to fruition that we got to see and we got to see more of everyone. It just got felt to see more, more gal. More well rounded. I love me some gal. Who doesn't? Really? Uh, so for me, I surprisingly also enjoyed it. Uh, Shocks. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've never enjoyed that DC movie before, so this is nice. Uh, Lies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, there has been so many little details and interesting facts and lots of little fun details that I want to actually watch it again so that I can see those. But it's four hours, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I was just going to say a couple of the notes that we didn't get to that I wrote down was that you mentioned, Jesse, that uh, Batman's Batplane looks like Air Force One that's goth. <laughs> yeah, because if, if there was a plane that was goth, I'd, I'd own it. Also, Superman with his... Uh, black suit service that we were receiving he can be my goth edge lord all day every day yes ma'am um we also star labs was a lot more notable yeah which well it was actually mentioned and jordan yeah. pointed that out like i don't know if they it was even mentioned i don't think so nope, i don't the weeding cut I, we could be wrong we should watch the weeden cut <laughs> oh and the battle with the amazons we didn't mention was way better Quite and better. like the fact that they like didn't really go into all those amazons sac like trying to sacrifice themselves to protect the mother box in the weed and cut like really missed out on portraying the severity of the situation the situation it felt like there was no consequences yeah it was yeah. just like Oh, they took the box. Neat. Well, and that's the thing, right? Is like at the end of the film, you actually see Darkseid. And, you know, they make eye contact with him. And it's like, no, 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 you, you don't understand. Like, I killed him. She chopped his head off. You're next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, if you come here, you're next. That's the. Exactly. And then Darkseid's like, I don't give a care. I'm going to fucking come anyways. Yeah. Let's bring it. <laughs> Go. Which, like, um, Desaad looked like, oh god, not this again. Not also, again. <laughs> we did not talk about the post-apocalyptic Oh my god, oh, dream. Batman Jared Leto. Yeah. I actually really like him as the Joker. Like, I wasn't so sure when he was, like, a gangbanger in, in Suicide Squad, but I think he could be a great 
Well, he has their acting uh, pedigree. No one's better than Heath Ledger. I will fully admit that and talk about it till the cows come home. But But we can't have Heath Ledger anymore. So, But like this, like he... It was so much better than Suicide Squad. His eyes... He his he was laughing like he was crazy, but his eyes were dead. Yeah. His eyes were dead. Like he went deep mm-hmm. for his little <laughs> five second part. Of that five second part was really good. And then when Bruce starts talking about holding Harley Quinn. Yeah. yeah. You just see it drain out of his face. Mm-hmm. Like it and oh also deathstroke that was a cool surprise which I, the second that i was like oh no 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 it's the guy who's married to sofia vergara <laughs> you're all like no and then and then was. it was and i was it like was. what <laughs> this is the strangest casting i've ever seen in my life i don't remember the weed and cut that well because it was not very memorable i went and saw it 3 times and the reason i went and saw it 3 times is because I felt like I was missing something. And then after the third time, I was like, oh, I'm not missing something. It just is that, like... It's just not it's there. It's missing something. It's just... It's missing something, but it's not there. Like, I won't ever find yeah. it. And this... You're not missing it. And this the tied it... Itself. This tied it together, yeah. That's amazing what a different director and uh, actually a decent human being can make. <laughs> yeah. Like... The acting was just so much better. Like, I don't know if it was because they had to reshoot so much yeah. of... It's just, like... Context. <laughs> it's honestly infuriating to think about. Like, well, like how how'd they get away with it? it has been for everyone involved with this Snyder Cut. Well, and that's the thing, right? Is, like, you know it's bad when the actors start coming forward and saying, I was, de- I was abused on set... I was harassed on set. All of my scenes were cut. Dudes are racist. And then after years of, you know, lobbying Warner Brothers, you finally get what it was supposed to be. And you see how everything ties together. And you're like, you picked that over this. Yeah, it's like... Interesting. Why in God's green earth would you pick the Whedon cut? Why would you even, like, if you, like, if you're in charge of putting that out to the world, why would you be like, yeah, you know what, I think this, this, uh, this Whedon cut doesn't make sense, but let's, let's go for it. Let's, let's roll with it. Um. Drove me batty. It really did. And, yeah, so, Deathstroke, which, so, Okay, we saw Deathstroke in the Whedon cut, but what we didn't see was the Deathstroke with Batman and Flash and none of that was Cyborg and stuff at the end there with the Joker. Yeah, and Mira. Um, but but that's because that fits into um, Zack Snyder's three piece arc for the Justice League that he wanted, which I don't think we will ever see now. Well, there's. A slight possibility for, like, in my realm, if, depending how well this does. Like, yeah. if, if they're going to make money from it, then I don't see Warner Brothers not doing it. True. But, I just, it's just the fact that, so, I mean, they, and they, they, 
throughout the movie, they drop hints about it too. So there's the, you know, Bruce says to Diana, you know, I had a dream about Barry and he Mm -hmm. was right here. And he said, Lois Lane is the key. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Barry says, I'm going to break the rule and Ben's time. Yeah. And then the the post-credit scene where everything starts coming together is that, you know, they've jumped forward in time. You see Superman holding, you know, a burnt out body and then Darkseid comforting him, mm-hmm. which you're, you're obviously led to believe that that's Lois. Yeah. And then he sides with Darkseid. So like Lois Lane is the key. Yeah. There's there. He's setting it up that Darkseid comes, kills Lois. Soups joins Darkseid. And then their whole quest is to bring him back and then fight Darkseid off, which I'm like. But where's the moral compass? <laughs> well, well what's, the, what's the original? Co- what's the comic? Because they that is one of the storylines. Yeah. yeah, because uh, because he's the defender the of Joker that kills her. Yeah, because it's he's the defender of humanity, but Lois is his tie to humanity itself. Mm-hmm. So if he loses Lois, he loses his tie to his humanity. And Joker kills her, and then Superman kills the Joker, which is. The start, I believe, of uh, I cannot remember the actual. It's it's a game now. It's like the fighting game for DC. Oh, Injustice. Yeah, Injustice. Yes. Yeah, God's That's Among what Us. I was thinking. Yes. When do we get the Injustice League though? Um, like that'll be fun. Like when? When? Uh, where? How? Because <laughs> there was rumors a couple of years ago that they were going to make the Killing Joke into a live action. That would be intense. Yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. Because the animated version is... Horribly dark. Poor yeah. Barbara. Yeah. The other thing that is interesting is, like, how far in the future is this... Um, the scene. Timeline. Scene. Because if you're going off of just Batman, like, and the Red Hood... um jason todd being killed by the joker that kind of thing like where does this timeline all fit in i i think the the key thing to recognize here though is that there's gonna be time travel yes because of because of because of barry oh fucking barry because if (laughs) if fucking with the timeline again well that's the thing because if it if we followed the traditional timeline it would be years yeah because we'd also have to wait for son of soups and the other thing is if they do Flashpoint. Oh, well, that's just I feel a like hard that's reset. Like, yeah. I feel like it's almost confirmed, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, they'd be well, stupid not to. Yeah, because I mean, you can I think, do Flashpoint as many times as you want, really. I think the... The never-ending story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the perfect thing about flashpoint is that you can like restart whenever you want so and then this is not even thinking about new batman they've confirmed it flashpoint the flash coming out uh november 4th 2022 the flash meets batman in parallel dimensions okay Um, okay so flashpoint thanks for joining us on the mini-sode you can keep listening to us 
on our regular scheduled day, which is Tuesdays. And thanks to Jordan for coming to hang out. Yes, our handy dandy Lord of the Nerds. And You're very welcome. <laughs> happy to be here. We will I'll come by anytime. Uh, we'll bring him back for any of our other special mini mini sods that are about other things than fashion. WandaVision. WandaVision. Um Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Bucky. When does that start? Today. Today. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh fuck. Thanks for joining us today. You can follow us on Instagram at eh4excellence. Please remember to rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you next Tuesday.